Welcome to Gracefully Imperfect, a podcast for the all-encompassing Black man, the professional, the entrepreneur, the student, the family man, the father, and the everyday survivor. I'm your host, Semantic Seven. And on this journey together, we will discuss all things related to fatherhood and parenting, morality and ethics, striving to become mentally healthy, our role within our households and our family, health and fitness, and I dare not to forget, there will be a lot of sharing of our personal developmental stories that have shaped us who we are today. So let's go on this journey together and center our consciousness, relax our mind, off we go to the depths below. in abundance to all of you who are tuning in today. Thank you so much for picking this podcast out of the thousands of podcasts that you could access and that you could listen to or even watch. It's an honor and a privilege to speak to all of you. It's an honor and privilege to be able to have this podcast and to share my voice, to share my ideas and concerns and thoughts. And lastly, it is, it's an honor to be able to tune in every single week and deliver the most high quality content to all of you, because that's what you all deserve. High quality, nothing less. I also want to express my utmost gratitude to the creator and to the universe for its tolerance, for its patience, unconditional love and support and um, steady, steady reminder that we are small pond, small fish in a big pond. There's something reassuring knowing that there's something bigger than yourselves. This week has been a very special week because this is the third episode Normally, we just do two, Poetic Prose Monday, and then on Friday, we'll have a a dialogic discussion on something that is prevalent, significant, and related to the Black family, the Black household, in regards to mental healthiness. 
But in this week, we have done two already. And this is the third one. How exciting is that? We talked about, we've showed appreciation to Mental Health Awareness Month by highlighting the effects and the implications to unchecked, unregulated, uh, unresolved anxieties, severe anxieties, which can lead to debilitating and plaguing depression. And if you all tuned in, or even if you didn't, that poem was called The Island of Nowhere. And then just yesterday, we talked about the, we talked about the Buffalo race massacre. And not from the perspective of a journalist or a reporter. It was brought it was it was brought to you all's attention from a place of where do we go from here? How do we insulate and protect our families and our households? How do we ingrain a sense of security and a safety mindset when we are out in these public institutions and public accommodations? And then today, here we are. Every seventh episode is dedicated to Black Woman University. And for those who were not present during the last Black Woman University seven episodes ago, that very first one I dedicated to my wife. for teaching me three critical things. That's not an exhaustive list, but I simplified it to three things. And now I want to pay my respect to another black woman that I came across actually this year, who taught me another three things that I walked away from feeling more whole, more committed and ready for whatever challenge or inevitable change that would come my way. This black woman that I'm about to introduce to you all, I came under contact in the most serendipitous way. 
I was at, I was at the clinic, the military clinic. I was getting, I was getting uh, my exam coordinated to get separated from the military. As I was there, lady at the front desk pulls up my health record and informs me that I I have to do my HIV lab. Now in the military, you do your HIV lab every year or every two years. Mine was actually due. And so I, I asked her, I'm like, well, it, can I get it done today? Lady put in the, the request. The lab technician was available, didn't have any other appointments or any other conflicts. And I walked in there, it is this black woman wearing a white lab coat. And God forgive me for not remembering the, remembering this woman's name. So henceforward, I will refer to her as Lab Tech. Mrs. Lab Tech welcomed me in. I sat down. She asked me a few standardized questions for triage purposes. Made sure that I was here for the HIV lab. Started to get the materials, the needle, all that ready to her disposal. And I, after she got everything ready to commence taking blood, she looked at me in my eyes and we immediately started to connect on a on a level beyond just patient and healthcare provider. She realized that in my file that I was separating from the army and I'm a chief warrant officer too. And I've had, you know, I've been in the army for over a decade and that had aroused a natural curiosity. So when she asked me the question about that, I was more than willing to give her a genuine answer. I let her know that it was a long time coming. That even though I have put in a lot of time, effort, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I have been miserable. I have been repressing my own thoughts and beliefs and attitudes in order to continue this rat race of becoming the most extraordinary officer that I can be.
And once I explained that to her, she did not, she did not judge me. She did not try to invalidate my feelings, my thoughts, and my beliefs about getting out and moving on. She even showed a lot of warmth and cooperation during this dyad that we had. I, I, I also made it known to her that I want to be the best version of myself and I want it to not only be authentic for myself, I also want my teachings, my counsel my depiction of what it means to be a self-determined, compassionate, empathetic, moral person to my children. And I couldn't continue to keep doing that if I'm perpetrating a fraud by being a part of institution that I no longer believe that they're doing everything in their power and within the wheelhouse of their control and influence to actually make the world a better place. This woman didn't treat me as if I am misunderstood. She didn't look at me as if I didn't know what I was talking about. She didn't treat me with contempt or shame. This woman is the epitome of true, genuine, unconditional regard for someone else that you don't know too much about. So connection was built between us in about eight minutes. And as this connection started growing between us, she became more forthcoming about her personal story, about her hurdles and obstacles about what it took to get to this barrier, to this specific moment in time and space.
I was appalled to hear someone to allow themselves to be so vulnerable and so exposed and so open. And all you know about me is that I'm a black man in a uniform working through ambivalence and getting my HIV lab, lab drawn. But I, I was I was appreciative of that intimate moment that we shared. And from that intimate moment, I walked away with three things that has enriched my life, that has that has improved my ability to be truthful to myself and to the, the people that love me and surround me with comfort and love. And to arm me, to fortify me, and to protect me from the most powerful weapon, the human mind. The first thing that Mrs. Labtech taught me is to be true to yourself. I'm not trying to sound cliche. And I'm not sitting here telling you I didn't know that beforehand. But what I love about serendipity is that the universe will put people in your life you know nothing about. You have no inclination of their proclivities to communicate, to share and exchange. But the universe will put people in your life that will either help show you the way or validate what you already know about yourself and what you have already ascertained from past lived experiences and traumas. She did the latter. She validated what I already knew about myself and to hear it from a complete stranger for some odd reason made it even more beautiful. She reminded me to trust my instincts and listen to my intuition for that inward voice is a guiding light to true purpose, to true, to the true mission. And it will provide me the vision, the, the, it may not be fully clear, but a, some sort of a vision 
to walk along this journey to purpose and principle. The second thing that Mrs. Labtech taught me is to embrace the journey. She told me to embrace the journey to your life's purpose. She told me the story of how she became a lab tech. Becoming a lab tech was never in the cards that she was dealt. She explained how she grew up in a very religious household and she was orientated to become a nun. She even had a mentor who was a nun that kind of revolutionized how nuns operate. This particular nun actually enjoyed some of the things that are prohibited for being a nun. Music, a little partying, relationships. But she was about her business. And Mrs. Laptech idolized this woman and wanted to go to seminary school or whatever the education pathway to nunhood, nunnery. But she ended up getting married while in college, moving away with her husband who did over 20 years in the military, had children, became a stay-at-home wife. And as she was searching for an occupational study, she realized that she could make a great, a great impact on the healthcare industry by becoming a lab tech. Everyone's journey varies in distance and the type of terrain that you will encounter. Even through the journey, it's not always, the journey's not always laid out for you as simple and plain. There's not markers along your journey saying, go this way, turn right, turn left, book a U-turn. But in her disclosure, what I learned was that she had the faith and the trust in herself and in the creator and in the universe to plunge herself into all these different 
changes. Not knowing what to expect from it. Not even knowing if this was the answer to life satisfaction and life fulfillment. But she did it anyway with a good attitude, with love, with compassion. And she did it knowing that what she was, her commitments and her obligations were bigger than herself. And so I say number two is embrace the journey. But I would also add that it's all it, it's also about embracing sacrifice and not allowing sacrifice to diminish your ambitions, your dreams and your aspiration. Sacrifice is a powerful tool. It teaches you resilience. It teaches you selflessness. And it teaches you that there's no boundaries to support and love. The third thing that Mrs. Laptat taught me is to not doubt myself. I know this sounds extremely simple and I'm and I'm keeping it 100 with all of you. Not to doubt myself in the conversation that we've had with each other i mentioned that i was a i was still a little ambivalent about getting out even after knowing that my beliefs my attitudes my virtues and ethics no longer align with the military that i do not believe in armed conflict and war. I do not believe that in order to achieve true freedom, justice, and equality, that you have to go destroy another nation and its people and its culture in order to do it. And she looked at me and she said, there's something about you. I can't put my finger on it. but you are destined for so much greatness. Greatness is relative to who you ask and how they define it. And for me, greatness is not about monetary gain. It's not about financial resources, a vast estate It's about wholeness. It's about 
attunement. It's about congruence between my thoughts and my actions, my beliefs, and how I communicate and employ my energy. And it's about how I align my moral judgment and moral belief system with where I choose to serve. She made me look at myself and smile. To hear that from someone who only got to talk to talk to me for about maybe 20, 25 minutes. The fact that she said that you are destined for greatness not only elevated my self-assurance and my confidence, but it made me feel seen, noticed, understood as if she was looking through the depths of my soul. So thank you, Mrs. Labtech, for this serendipitous encounter. Thank you for being vulnerable with me, exposing some layers of yourself, of yourself, and in return, revealing the layers of myself to my naked eye. I want to leave you all with the quote of the day. And the quote of the day is, a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. The late, great Jackie Robinson. This has been a very pleasurable and honorable and privileged experience another black woman university. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being present with me and trusting this podcast. And thank you all for being your most emotional, vulnerable and imperfect selves. I can't wait to have another conversation with you on the next episode. So be blessed, be blissful, be love. Peace.